we are ready. We are out here and ready to go. We are so glad that you're here today. I am Teresa, and this is Joe. This is Carolyn and Tyler back here on the drums. And we are so grateful that you joined us this morning. You know, it's now time in our week to just slow down, to stop, refocus. We're going to focus this morning on who God is how faithful he's been this week. Let's look for the times in the week that just passed. Let's look for the times that he has shown up, the times that he's been faithful. Some weeks it's harder than others to find, isn't it? <laughs> Some weeks are really long and really frustrating and really hard. But you know, today we can join and just focus on who God is. And he's good no matter what happens in our life. He is good and we can always turn to him. So let's focus on who he is today and what he's done in our life. I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise, treasures of faith, never enough. You came along, put me back together.
So this Oklahoma weather is hot. So although I do love so many things about summer, which you probably do too, I am more of a fall girl. Unfortunately, in love this fall. state, that's about two weeks if you're lucky. <laughs> so I'm thankful to be serving and be worshiping with all of you in this beautiful air-conditioned building. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else excited? Thank you. Woo, Thank you, woo. Lord, for air conditioning. Yeah. So. Glad to be worshiping in this comfort of our own place here. Yes, if you are visiting with us today, we would love to connect with you this week. Uh, if you'll actually go onto the Bible app, uh, you can see a live event. Um, and it's just in the more section, you'll click on events and then go to the live event and search for Bethel Community Church. There's actually a link in there where you can fill out our online connection card. We would love to connect with you this week if you're here uh, in the building or if you're online. Uh, or you can go to mybethel.cc forward slash connect. And uh, the purpose for that is we just want to get to know you better. We want to know what's going on in your life. We want to know how we can better serve you. So if you'll do that this week, um, take an opportunity to do that so that we can connect with you. We would love, uh, we would love to do that this week. For those that are here or online, we're about to start and continue our series of reset. We're going to continue to talk about spiritual gifts and what that means for each of us. So let's go ahead and get started. Good morning, Bethel. How are you? Good morning. Man, Look, the coffee was extra good today, Reuben. Yeah, it, it so was good. good. Yeah, good we job. Got, Isaac hooked us up with a, uh, a nice little, little coffee Revelaciones. Brewer. Yeah, it was, it was good. 
yeah. coffee and the pot, and it was awesome. Tasted good. Tasted so great. Good, man. Dude, so look, good. we're Twinkies, bro. Twinkies. We just did that. We just did that. One of us has a little <laughs> more hair than the other one. Uh, false. Oh, whoops. False. <laughs> Yours kind of fell I could grow fell this down. out if Yours I wanted down. to. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could wrap it up there if you want to. I could <laughs> if I wanted to. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen those silly face masks now where people take their beards and wrap them up on their face? Uh, no, but that actually That's is a weird. great idea. No, no, get no, like a, a rubber band idea. and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one guy that could do that here. Where's Rick? I don't know if he's in here. All right. Oh, oh he's yeah, Rick. All right. Oh, yeah. Rick could do that. All right. He could definitely do that. All right. So we're on week seven, believe it or not. Um, in the history of Bethel, we've only done eight-week series as our maximum during our fall and spring events. But this series, as far as reset, it's going to go a little longer than that because we're wanting, as you know, over the last seven weeks, we're wanting to actually reset our church. All of us were taken into isolation. All of us were taken away, uh, kind of separated from the things we love and are used to and our habits. Yeah. And I think what's happened is our our habits became new and 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 reset. And we're trying to, as a church, Bethel Community Church, is to reset uh, what God is asking us to do. And so Pastor Ruben started three weeks, three weeks ago on a, on a section of this called Redesign, where we're exploring and looking at our spiritual gifts. Um, when I got married 22 and a half years ago, my dad handed me something uh, when I got married. And actually, I didn't even haven't really thought about it till this last week. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to Pastor Ruben, and I was like, I think some of us have been given gifts, and we don't remember that we got them. But I was thinking through this. My dad handed me this, uh, this gift, and I have it here in my pocket. And it's a, um, it's a silver dollar that you wouldn't be able to tell it was a silver dollar yeah, anymore. Yeah, it just looks like a piece of silver. Because it's just <laughs> worn out. Yeah. Uh, but my dad gave this to me the day I got married. His dad gave it to him on the day he got married. And my grandpa's dad gave it to him on the day he got married. Uh, so my great-grandpa carried this around in his wallet so much that it wore the face of it off. Uh, but it is, it's a silver dollar. And he gave it to his son, who gave it to his son, who gave it to his son, and so on. And so the, I, the, the, the thing that I was thinking about is this is so worn off, such a cool piece of history for me personally. Um, and I forgot I had it. Yeah. I found it in an envelope, put away, totally did not even remember I had it in the pocket. And so it's like, I wonder how many of us take our spiritual gifts for granted like this, that our Heavenly Father has given us a gift at the moment of salvation, and we've tucked it in our pocket and forgotten about it. Mm. And the whole idea of this section of the series is we want us all to re rediscover, um, to find out how we're designed, how God has designed us. And so in our reset series, we want to see how we're redesigned in order to exercise those gifts for the church. And so we've set this up for the last couple weeks, yeah. and today we're going to try to wrap up. But we really want you to kind of dig in, focus, and say, okay, God has gifted you. God has given you something at the moment of your spiritual rebirth, and many of us don't even know that it's there. Yeah, and so it's not necessarily that, that some of us maybe didn't even realize, and, and this is the boat that I was in, was that I didn't even necessarily realize or have this solidified idea in my mind that God had gifted me, right? That uh, you read through portions of scripture and sometimes you just kind of blow past them or you've never had the people around you in your life to like actually have those I see in you conversations that we talked about. Um, 
last week to actually call those out of you and to say like, man, you know what? God actually has gifted you. And that's a, that's a biblical thing. That's yeah. uh, something that he actually talks about in his word. And I was like, man, this is, this is great uh, to know. And, and we talked about it over the last couple of weeks. It's not a vehicle to receive love. Uh, it's not for our purpose and edification necessarily or the elevation of me or for fame. Uh, but the gifts are uh, an expression of God in us so that people can see him. Uh, I came across this uh, in, to highlight his goodness and also to serve others and to show love. I came across, we were talking about this passage yesterday. It's in 1 John 4, 12. If you don't have it, um, it's, if you're not on the Bible event or uh, have a Bible with you, it's up on the screen. And it says this, and I, I don't want us to miss this because this is incredibly important. It says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And check this out. His love is brought to full expression in us. So what does that mean? That means that like a watching world, that means that a world who's searching for love or searching for hope, who's searching for something different that they haven't experienced yet throughout their lifetime is watching and what do they see? If they see us loving one another and serving one another and operating in a way that God has actually designed us to operate, then what they see is actually a full expression of God. And you're like, dude, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Well, and I think the gifts, as we look at them, and I don't know if anybody had the ICNU conversation this week with your spouse or maybe with someone that you know that's a believer, but one of the things about it is you're looking at this, the full expression in us. Mm -hmm. So the gifts are a piece of God in us. Oh, yeah. And so our Father has given us a piece of him in order to exercise that with other believers. And so when we come together as a church and all these different gifts and all these different pieces come together to make the church and to make up what the church is, uh -huh. we actually see the full expression of God. Yeah. And so it's not like just Pastor Ray, Pastor Ruben, just right. the staff, just people that are in volunteer roles. It's actually the whole church coming together and you say, well, my gift's not that important. Actually, every gift is so vital because it brings the whole piece together to see the full expression of God yeah. in his church. And so a lot of people say, well, I can go to the, the, the woods and I can worship God in the woods and I can go to the lake and worship God in the lake. You actually cannot see the full expression of God outside of the church. And, and I'm not talking about people. this church building. I'm talking about the people that make up the church. You can't yeah. do it. Wow. And so that, that means that if you're sitting in this room or even, even watching online, if you're not able to make it into the building today for whatever reason, that that means that you have a vital role to play. That means that there's actually something for you to, because there's a piece of God. I love how you frame that up. You said there's a piece of God in us. Yep. And so why would he give us that? Because he wants to reveal himself to the world. He wants, to, he wants the world to know that he is God, that he is real, that he actually exists. And how is the world going to see that? By the way that we love one another and serve one another. And it says it. Like, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us together, this unity piece yeah. that we talked about. So There's we'll talk so much about we later. Get into there. We don't oh, want to waste a bunch of time. Yeah. But this thing about I John, John the Apostle, he's the, the, loved, uh, the beloved of Jesus. Yeah. And if you remember it in his life with the other apostles, they were fighting to see who get the best position. Yeah. And Jesus is like, uh-uh, it's nah. your love for one another. Yep. That's how you're going to be expressive. That's how you're going to make most.
most of Jesus. And so yeah. uh, we're going to talk about a, a few more of the ICNU um, conversations because the gifts are listed in Scripture, uh, but we don't want to limit what God can do in your life just on this list of gifts. And so if right. you've taken the spiritual gift assessment, uh, if you printed it out and actually went through that exercise, maybe you found some and you were kind of confused about it, remember that gifts are confirmed by the people that are experiencing it around you. So you can think, oh, I think I have the gift of singing. And then your mom's the only one that tells you you can sing. You're like, that's <laughs> eh, probably not your gift. You know what I'm saying? Other people need to confirm, and they don't need to walk away from your gift of singing. And so it's like, that's how these gifts work. It's like, I have the gift of administration, but everything you touch is chaos. That's probably not your gift, and that's what other people need to confirm in you. And so that's yeah. why it's important for when you come to church on Sunday, and when you come around other believers in our community groups, or you're in a Bible study, for you to be open and transparent and actually vulnerable to say, I see in you this. After yeah. ob observing, after experiencing your gifts, I see in you. And so I want to walk through some of those uh, today. Uh, Ruben, why don't you get us started? Yeah, so uh, hospitality. We're going to give a simple definition, and then we're going to kind of maybe uh, call some people out. And maybe you're sitting here in the room. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the gift of hosp hospitality is the divine strength or ability to create warm, welcoming environments for others uh, in places such as your home, office, or church uh, when you're gathering with other believers. And so... Um, my wife is is great at this. Um, I know I know many of other people who are great at this as well, but my wife is just like she thrives on environments where she can make people feel at ease. She has this way about her that people just walk in and they're like, "I belong here," and yeah. it's like that's an incredible thing because I, like she thinks of everything. I mean, f from meals to you know like napkins and decor and like what? How can I create this space where people walk in and say like, "I'm." And the I interesting here. thing is, it's not necessarily a stressful experience. No. It's something that you guys actually together uh, do a great job. We've experienced that on our own. I know Hannah has a gift of hospitality yeah. as well, and I've experienced that at her house as well. We did a light up the night a few years ago, and it was like, we're just going to show up and have a good time. And then you know, there was a pot of chili in there, and I think all the volunteers were in our house not serving outside because they're so hospitable. And so <laughs> yeah. that's a, I, I want to be here. I'm drawn amazing. to this. I know. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's, it's really, really good. good. Um, and then faith. Faith is the gift, uh, is divine strength or ability to simply believe God in unseen or supernatural, for unseen supernatural results in every area of life. Um, and, and we were talking about this, and you said John Marquis, and I was like, yes. So obvious. Go God! Yeah, John, if every you're time. coming to the second service, I don't know if you're online watching, but if you've been around John, John just like overflows with this, like, I believe God in every area. Nothing's too bad. Go God. And he's always yep. like that, yelling it out. It's awesome. Very encouraging. Uh, but he definitely has the gift of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely has the gift of faith. Um, intercession is uh, the gift uh, of intercession is the divine strength or ability to stand in the gap in prayer for someone, something, or someplace believing for profound results. So it's not just necessarily words coming out of your mouth, but you actually say, like, I, I believe that God can do this. And I think kind of faith and intercession uh, kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Yeah. But um, it's really hard because this intercession one, this, I've been on the lookout at our church for years of someone that has this gift. And maybe you're sitting here today and we just haven't seen it. Uh, maybe you need to like step into that. But the, the gift of intercession, I've been around people, actually Jordan Barnes, if you guys know her, uh, she's got an incredible gift for intercession, being able to understand and actually translate this into 
action. Um, I, I think we need to separate the everyone should be praying, pray without ceasing, everybody should be praying, but there are people that just have this overwhelming gift of just digging mm-hmm. in, asking God for big things, and actually God listening to their prayer. And so yeah. that doesn't make anybody more special. Let's not forget that. It's just the gift of intercession is so powerful. Prayer is the one thing that is our passport to assurance, is our passport to God, and if we don't have people of prayer, um, in our church. And so if you know someone, you can call it out of them and say, I see in you, and make sure that we get this person like plugged in because it's very, very yeah, vital. Yeah, and it's not that like pharisaical, like the praying in the streets, oh, Heavenly Father, using huge <laughs> words. It's not that. It's, right. it's that actually when you've experienced somebody with the gift of intercession, you're, like, your heart is moved to even believe God more than you did before they, yeah. they asked God for what they were asking for, right? And it's right. like this idea of, man, what, well, like, I'm leaning in. Because now, because you believe so much and you are asking God for this incredible thing, like I'm actually moved to ask God for the same thing right. because you've drawn me into it. And yeah. like, it's, it's actually a really incredible thing. So uh, intercession or administration is uh, the gift of administration is the divine strength or ability to organize multiple tasks and group of people to accomplish these tasks. So like you said, if there's a, if your gift <laughs> is administration and everything around you is chaos, then Maybe that maybe that's not how God's gifted you. People but. show up frustrated. It's probably not you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a couple of people in my life that I've experienced this that have this gift. And actually, since we've been at Bethel uh, four and a half years, my wife and I have been here. Uh, there's a person that's really come alongside me mm-hmm. and no one even knows it, but has come alongside me and just helped with some of these details that just need to be done. Um, that uh, Chris Cord, he's been awesome. And I see that in him. He's an incredible administrator, incredible behind the scenes, incredible just details, getting things done legally, um, yeah. uh, spiritually. It's pretty amazing. I see my wife. My wife has the gift of an administration as well. Uh, very organized in the way that she works through things. Uh, very, very phenomenal. So I, re- I really enjoy being around them and seeing that. Um, Candy Williams, I see she also has the gift of administrator. I've seen that her in her business. I've yes. seen that in her personal life. It's been Kinda really does. Uh, pretty phenomenal <laughs> to see uh, the gift of administration work yeah, out. Absolutely. Um, and then discernment. Uh, the gift of discernment is the divine strength or ability to spiritually identify falsehood and to distinguish between right and wrong motives in situations. So really this one, I mean, you're, you're really looking into people's lives and you're, uh, you're kind of picking up on some things that other people, I mean, just don't, they don't even observe, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't cross their mind. Not to pick on the same people, but... Um, Chris Cord and Christy have the same gift, um, and I see that in them. They definitely see motives and see things behind the scenes that other people aren't really thinking about. Uh, most of us just want to take people at their word, and then there's some people that just know that, oh, that's a little bit, something's yeah, off there's there. there's something off And about scripturally, that. spiritually, there's something off there, and so I see that in both of them as well. Yeah, and we talked about how does that functionally work itself out, like, in the <laughs> church body, right? And, I mean, you walk into the lobby, and you're like, dude, something's off with you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not how you do it. <laughs> just, just go after Then the people. gift of mercy no. comes and picks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, like even even in what what we say, right? Because the scripture talks about says like test, right? Test some things, and um, even as pastors, we have the we're human. Right? right, and and if there's if there's a, a wrong motive or a sense or someone that is like trying to do something like that's this this is a huge role that that we need to be aware of and and be awakened to um, because it's possible for even us to yeah. have have wrong motives right and to see that in us to see that in in other people they're like man there's there's like there's an agenda here that yeah. I, I think is off. And then we can. And can I tell you, with all the gifts, it's it's really hard to put your finger on how this works. But when someone calls you out, if you've ever been called out, 
And if you've ever been on the track of doing something or presenting something or teaching something, and Chris Cord comes to you or my, your, my wife comes to you and actually says something, there's something that's deep in your soul that you're like, I think they're right. And you don't yeah. want to admit it. Your face doesn't show it. You get mad about it. But there's something there that you're like, oh, I think, I think they're right. There's something off with this. Mm. And so I think with all the gifts, it works that way, that you can't put a finger on it and you can't test it accurately. But deep down inside, you know, because you walk away from that conversation, you're like, crap. Yes, they're right. And I say yeah. crap. Stink. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. You did it. I didn't say it. Man, Reuben. Exhortation. The gift of exhortation is the divine strength or ability to encourage others through the written or spoken word and biblical truth. Um, and so it's this idea that like we're, you're able to take God's word and to kind of encourage people along the way and say, like, and, and a lot of these gifts like work together. And that's why it's yeah. so important for the yeah. body to come together because then, you know, you have someone with faith that's kind of saying, man, I believe this. And you have somebody else that's like speaking, speaking forth God's word and saying like, man, let me encourage you like, because this is what, what God's word says. I see that on my wife does anybody, a lot as well. Does anybody know of an encourager in our church that you know that just encourages? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. I see <laughs> you, see Ruben. That. I see okay. you. You, you um, see it in me. An incredible encourager. You're a definite encourager. Uh, but I th- and I think that comes from not necessarily. Uh, it's it's a weird thing because Jordan calls me a high functioning introvert, and right. so I'm like very. Um, I, I recharge alone. I, I I like to be alone sometimes, and but God's given me almost like this supernatural desire to like really lift people up and, and kind of push them in a direction because right. I see what God's word says and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this person could like really right. do something awesome for the cause of Christ. And so that's where, it, I mean, it is, it's a supernatural thing and all these are, are supernatural uh, so abilities. So you walk alongside with Christy and Chris Cord and they're calling people out and you're walking behind them. Oh, but you got this. I mean, you yeah, can, you you can got do it. this. I mean, you God, actually God can, can do actually, what they said. Yeah, God can actually do something powerful through you. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very functional. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> leadership. The gift of leadership is the divine strength or ability to influence people on their level while directing and focusing them on the big picture vision or idea. Does anybody know? I'm going to do the same thing. Does anybody know someone <laughs> with the, that gift in our in our congregation? <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that have this gift of uh leadership as well. I think uh, Mike Holland, who's in our lobby mm-hmm. right now, like what he's doing with uh, some of our teams is like, I'm, I'm like, whoa, you, you did what? Like you already, you're, you're already like over here yeah. and people are coming alongside you and following you. And it's, it's an incredible thing. Well, and some thing. people shy away from the, the big picture and vision and then other people are just drawn to it and there's something there. And, and for sure in my own life, um, I w- I'm an accidental leader. I say, mm. but God directed it and he pushed it. I even had an accident where I hit my head and it changed my personality. A lot of this stuff happened. That's crazy, yeah. And it's like, this is what God has done even in my life and other people see it. And it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And then, you know, Mike Holland and that, there's other people here that are incredible leaders. Uh, there's not everyone's a leader and that's okay. Yeah. But there's no. some incredible God-given leaders and, and phenomenal. Yeah. And I think the ability to be able to keep someone mission focus and say, no, we're actually not going to do that, but we're, we are going to do this because this helps us accomplish the mission. Because uh, a yeah. person like me, I, I dabble in a lot of stuff. And like, yeah. sometimes I really mess myself up. Uh, but I, I go off in all these little ways and I need someone in my life that's going to say, no, let's bring it back to this because this is what's important. This is what matters. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's, <laughs> let's encourage people to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So um, good. But pastor, uh, so pastor shepherd, the gift of pastor shepherd is the divine strength or ability to care for the personal needs of others by nurturing and mending life issues. 
Um, so. so we have some incredible pastors in our church. Uh, pastor Rick Bradford, he is a pastor's pastor. If you've been around him at all, anybody that's uh, so been good. at Bethel for 40 years, you know that he actually has a pastor shepherd heart. He shepherds yeah. people in the bad and, and, and the good. Um, also, uh, Pastor Esteban in Costa Rica, that dude has a pastor's heart. Incredible. I've seen him work and just the way his his leadership and shepherding is for people. And then also Aaron Miller, if you guys haven't met him, he sings sometimes. Yeah. He's in our congregation. Uh, he's in one of the community groups. He has a pastor's heart and a shepherd's heart. And so I think we need to distinguish the difference between leadership and pastor. They're two different things. And a lot of people think, oh, the pastor needs to be the leader. Well, sometimes pastors have other gifts. Um, and, I, and I see Pastor Rick, and I look at his life, and it just it amazes me what God has done with his life yeah. um, here at Bethel uh, for the last 40-some years. Uh, pretty phenomenal. And these people just love people oh, yeah. so well. I mean, you, you're in their presence, and you're like, I just feel like I'm your best friend. Right, like, this right. is amazing. And they'll throw, I mean, sometimes, and, and they need, we need leaders to come along the way and kind of help, help those people along, but because... Uh, I mean, they'll throw everything out the window. Yeah. They're like, forget all this stuff. Like, this person's standing right in front of me, and I love them right. so well. Like, so I know there's other stuff that needs to be done, and then there's leaders that come along the way and say, hey, guys, you know, we got we to gotta <laughs> do this. And then there's, you know, motives and all that kind of stuff that you throw in the mix. But, man, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome gift, and it's super, uh, super needed in the church uh, today. So then, yeah. there's, then there's prophecy. The gift of prophecy is the divine strength or ability to boldly speak and bring clarity to scriptural and doctrinal truth. Someone uh, said it like this uh, the other day, that to, to forth tell God's word, right? And mm -hmm. to say, like, man, that there, there's with boldness, this is what God's word says, and I'm, like, this is where God is kind of taking us in some ways. So That's really good. it's a That's good really thing. Good. I, I keep picking on my wife, but she's got she, her overarching gift is the gift of prophecy. This is her overarching gift. Mm. And I really don't like it because if I'm trying to make a decision and I bring her the decision and she says, well, and I'm just like, oh. oh, my wife does the same thing. And it's just really annoying. Sometimes. I think women have this gift uh, overall, <laughs> but there is this something specific about this. And she's like, no, that's not going to work. Oh, but we're going to try it anyway. And yeah. <laughs> it's like crud. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, and, and the downside to the gift of prophecy is that they use that against you. And I just don't like that at all. Sometimes. So, so if, if they, yeah. if they misuse it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but we, we, do, we do need this. And here's the thing about prophecy that people misunderstand is that the church needs people that will boldly stand for truth no matter what's happening. Culture, no matter what's happening in the church, is people that will boldly stand for truth. And I'm not talking about people that will stand on the corner and yell and scream. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people within our um, within our church that will boldly stand for what's right. And so if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the four things that the, the scripture talks about from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, mercy and, and justice, and we have some social things that are happening. We also have life, which is very, very important. Uh, we have, you know, uh, Jesus, which is the soul salvation. So you look through these things, and those aren't political issues. Those are just good people of God issues. Yeah. And people with prophecy stand up boldly, and they keep us on track, and that's really good. Yeah, and really, we need really that good. for sure yep. on track. Uh, teaching, the gift of teaching is the divine strength or ability to study and learn from scriptures, primarily to bring understanding and depth to other Christians. Awesome. Um, and we talked about it that th this week. Uh, Dale Thole has that, yeah. uh, that about him. I mean, for he sure. can take God's word and just, like, I mean, lay it out, and you're just like, 
and express like it in such a way in, that yeah. it makes total sense and yep. complicated issues becoming understandable. Um, so any group that he has led and taught scripture, any, anybody that's been in his group has been completely encouraged. Yeah. And so we see that in you, Dale, uh, the gift of teaching. Yeah, for sure. Um, and thank you for using that gift to, yeah. to lead others awesome. and, to, and to teach others God's word. Um, wisdom. The gift of wisdom is divine strength or ability to apply the truths of scripture in a practical way, producing the fruitful outcome and character of Jesus Christ. And I love it. It says, producing the fruitful outcome and character of Jesus Christ. This is a unique um, gift because James says, if we lack wisdom, let's ask. And so this is a gift. We're not going to necessarily call anybody out. But when you think about wisdom, this is something that should guide all believers' hearts. You may not have the gift of wisdom, but there's something about wisdom that we can actually call out to the Father and ask him for the gift of wisdom. Um, so why is all this important? Because we've yeah. worked through a list of gifts the last couple of weeks. If you missed last week, why don't you check out our, our online feed. But why is this important? In Genesis chapter 1, the very first verse says, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Go to verse 2, and it says, and the earth was without void and without form. Basically, it was in chaos. And so if you look at verses 1 and 2 of Genesis, that in the beginning, there's this chaos that was there. And if you look at the rest of Scripture, the rest of Scripture is the God of the universe taking chaos and making sense of it and bringing it into form. Now, if you fast forward all the way to the New Testament, all the way to almost the end, if you look in Philippians, it says that Jesus will, or God will bring everything under subjection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus, the Son of God, was in creation. He was the instigator, the director of creation. He was present in creation. And God's purpose is to bring everything under his feet, everything under him. And it actually, Philippians says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. confess Everyone, no one's excluded from it. The whole idea of this is why are we talking about gifts? Why are we talking about the unity in the church? It's because God wants us as the church to present to the world this unified factor. And the closer we come together, it's not uniformity, it's unity. And the closer we come together, the more peace there is, and we're all heading towards unity. All of us are going to bow before Jesus either now by choice or in the future by force. And my, my point is, is our church, we want to kneel before Jesus and exercise the gifts he's given him. So, so if you don't know what your gift is, if you look at yourself and you're like, I have no idea what my gift is. I have no idea what God wants me to do in the church. Here are three uh, steps, and here's some direction that we'd like to give you this morning. The first thing is, is that you should ask. Just like in James, it says to ask. In Matthew chapter 7, that it says that the Father's the giver of good gifts, and we should just ask him, and he will give us the gift that he has desired. And maybe it's already there, but he'll show it. And so the second thing is, once we ask and once we identify, we need to use the gift. Because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. If you grew up with a talent and you didn't use it, you'll get rusty and you'll stop using it. You, you won't do it very well. So we need to ask, we need to use, and then the third thing is we need to unify as a church. In John chapter 17, it says, they will know you by being one. Yeah. And so ask and then use it and then unify in the church body to make a difference. Yeah, and that's what Jesus even prayed for, right? Like for believers yeah. that they would become one. Right. And um, that's a, a powerful thing, this whole unity thing. Uh, and I think this, in Philippians chapter 2, and this is what we'll close with this as the band comes out um, and gets ready to close in a, in a song of worship. He says, uh, in verse 12 of Philippians chapter 2, he says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. And then he says this in verse 13. This is huge. He says, For God is working in you, giving you both the desire and the power 
to do what pleases him. And so we want to ask this morning that you would do the hard work to say, that, that, that you would fall on your knees and say, God, show me what it is that you have gifted me with. Show me what it is, what, what part that I can play to build your kingdom here on earth, to help point people towards you and that, that we would grow together in unity, that we would actually do something that is outside of us, that is beyond us, because all of us have been given a piece of God. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus, just like we talked with the coin, all of us have been given a piece of God that we are to express among one another so that the world may know him and see him. Here's what I love, this verse, the last part, it says the desire and the power. We don't do a lot of study into original language. This word power is the word dunamis, which is the same uh, word that we get dynamite. There's something that God has placed in you, the power, but then that desire is like that fuse. So God has given you the fuse and the dynamite to actually do his work. And so most of us are holding on to the power of God and we're not letting God light it. And so what we want to call you to today is what we see in all of you as our church body. We want to call you into that power. We want you to call you into that relationship with him to express the gift of God that he's given you so that we can see in the very beginning in 1 John that it says that we will show the expression of his love. So because of social distancing, we're going to do something completely different than we typically do. But we want to invite you just right where you are. Uh, let's stand real quick first all together. And I want to invite you where you are. Um, don't, don't leave your spot, but I want to invite you to kneel. And this is, a, this is the most powerful thing that you can do as a human being is kneel before the creator. And I would, I would invite you to kneel where you are. And then with your hands open, say, God, I don't know exactly what you've gifted me to do, but I'm willing and I'm ready to exercise it in your church. And so I want to take a minute. And if you see fit and you'd like to kneel and you'd like to present yourself to God, ask him, God, show me what you want me to do. Show me my place in the bigger picture in the body of Christ. Now let's take a minute and let's do that together. God, we are so overwhelmed by your goodness. We're overwhelmed by you choosing to be our father when we don't deserve it. And God, we're overwhelmed by the gift that you've given us, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of your presence, and then God, the gift of an expression of you in us. My prayer as a church, Bethel Community Church, God, that you would awaken within us, that, that fuse, that original desire and that power, that explosive power, the very power that rose Jesus from the dead, that power in us. You've gifted us all with something specific to exercise in your church, to, to accomplish in your church, to come together in unity. And so my prayer, God, this morning is that as we kneel before you, as we ask you to let us know to reveal to us what you've gifted us and then confirm it with other people around us with these I see in you conversations. My prayer, God, is that this church, Bethel Community Church, would be so unified that the people around us would see and understand and know that this is divine. This is something God is doing. 
And God, as we come together as a family, exercising our gifts, putting into practice what you've asked us to do, God, we will see a healing in our community, a healing in our families, a healing in our country, because we're coming under you. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We know that without him, we are hopeless and helpless. Without him, we don't have the power of salvation. But God, thank you so much for revealing him to us. Thank you so much for working in us. God, you are so good. You are so good. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to sing together the goodness of God.
of the goodness of and be seated. That's kind of emotional right there, just the idea of the pursuit of him running after me. Uh, for me, that, that that's huge, guys, the idea that he's chasing and pursuing us and running after us to give us these good gifts is so humbling and overwhelming. Um, I, I was reading in um, Romans 12 this week, and it's another place in God's Word where he talks about the body and how we have these gifts. And verse 9 really stuck out to me. After it talked about all the gifts and explained what they are, it says, don't just pretend to love. Like, that's what it says. Don't just pretend to love. So after it goes through all the gifts and, and what you're supposed to do with it, it says, don't just pretend to love, but really love others. And that's what this is all about. Um, Pastor Reuben and Pastor Ray have said it many times. The reason we have these gifts is to show love to others. But it just kind of struck me as funny is that don't just pretend. Now, when you have these gifts and when you're using them, do it for real. Yeah, don't be a faker. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I, I hate to, like, call you out on something. Oh, um, here we go. But you kind of, um, you kind of, uh, oh, what's the word? My mind just like, yeah, you kind of oh, contradicted yourself. Okay, okay. okay, so last week. You said that we have the, this one gift, and then you just, like, kept calling me out. No, so. I said that we at least have one. Oh, okay. okay. Some people have multiple gifts. Some people are okay. extra talented. Okay, you know? yeah, but one no, of the things I mean, I've noticed on all the things he called me out on, those aren't the sweet, nice things. Those well, I never are, said you had those the gift are, of mercy. Exactly. I mean, I didn't say that. And that's why I'm always calling, please give mercy. Everybody, give mercy. And it's because I know I need it so much because the things that I am strong in are sometimes Well, we've harsh. said this before that, uh, you know, our church is not perfect. If you're not offended when you came in, we'll eventually offend you. That's yeah. just kind of what happens because we're people. We're flawed. We're not perfect. And so we and do neither need one of us grace. are mercy. Oh, man. No. I, that's bad, isn't it? I know it is. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, maybe our kids will be. Let's hope, though. Yeah, let's just pray. <laughs> I was thinking about Lily today, about the gifts that God has given her, and it's pretty uh, it's pretty neat. I'm, I'm excited to see what God's going to do in the future. But our church, um, we really want you to have these conversations, the I see in you conversations. Please connect with someone and have that. If you need something from us, we're always available. Um, even after the service, we're available. Pastor Reuben, uh, Miss Jordan, and, and, and us, I, we're, we're available to have this conversation. So we've got a few things coming down the pike. Um, baby dedication. So you want to talk yes, about that for a minute? Yes, if, if you have had a baby recently or if you have an older child, um, there's no age limit to dedicating your children. Um, but we are going to be having um, 
time of dedication in the near future. Depending on the number, it may be over several different weeks um, to get in with the social distancing and figure right. out what we're going to do with that. But in order to plan for that properly, we just need a good number to see how many people are interested in those dedications. So if you'll let Christy know, that'd be great. Okay, just let, let me know. know. Let me know and by text or email or yes. you can always... Um, go online and let us know contact that way. Us. Contact us. That way. Yep. Um, but let us know what you're thinking if you would like to be a part of the baby dedication. There's already a few people that have, have mentioned it, and so we'll right. we yes. got a few more that are And then also list. baptisms are Baptism coming up, month. and that's a, another thing. Please let us know. We've had several people that want to be a part of our upcoming baptism, but if you are in a position, and okay, so why should I get baptized? So baptism is an outward expression of what God's already doing in your life. And so many of us have made a decision internally to follow Jesus, but baptism actually shows the world, shows our church family that, yes, I'm on this path, and this is what God asked me to do. So it's a step of obedience. Um, it's actually, we put a uh, baptistry right up here. It's submersion under the water. It's a reflection of your death, your burial, and then your resurrection uh, with Jesus. And so baptism is the first step of obedience. And a lot of and people so have it kind of out of order, after salvation. After, after yep. you've accepted Christ. Yep. But one thing I wanted to um, input here is you can be baptized more than once. If, if you feel like something is in your life, like a rededication, we have actually had in the past few years, people right. say, you know what, I, can I be baptized again just to kind of get my life on the right track or just kind of like There's a show of some, God that I want to follow him right. or well it happens a lot with kids because kids uh, make a decision get baptized and then later as adults they're like you know what I don't know if I really did that and so they make a decision to follow Jesus and then they get re-baptized uh, so there's not the Bible doesn't say you can only be baptized once but um, we love it when you come and actually show our church family I'm in I want to follow Jesus I'm ready to go and so we have a few people on the list but if you're interested please let us know so there's baby a place on our website where you can sign up for baptism as well okay, that's awesome is that it? um this afternoon the kids are yep. the teens are having a so if you know a youth or you see one on the street pick them up Say it again, louder. Oh yes, school supply. Thank you, so yes. bring a youth, drop them off at the. What, is, what time is that? Break, drop Ruben? them off at the gym, five o'clock. Five o'clock. And then our school supply drive is coming up quickly. Um, there are some changes this year in the school supply drive. If you're interested in that, see um, Emily Bradford, and she can get you plugged into helping with that. But we need supplies. And when I yes. say we need supplies, they're giving away 1,500 backpacks full of supplies. Yeah. And they're just going to have them ready to hand out to teens or to kids of all ages this year. And if you know anybody who is in need, they need to go online and register for that, and we can help you if you have any questions. But, like, um, I asked her this week what they were short of, and she's like, you know what, markers. And so, but I bought um, I bought everything Walmart had one day this week, but you guys, they need 1,500 sets of markers. So yep. you're not going to bring too many. Don't think, oh, I see a lot of markers out there, so I should, probably shouldn't pick some up. They are trying to fill 1,500 backpacks for kids in our community to be able to either go school from home or go to school, whatever it's going to look like, so they can have the supplies they need um, to learn. Awesome. Very good. So those things, remember those as we're coming forward. Baptism, baby dedication, uh, minute to win it tonight, and school supplies. All right. Okay. Very good. All right. Who can help me? Why do we exist here at Bethel? Here at Bethel, we exist to love and lead one another to find, find and, and follow, follow Jesus. Jesus. You guys have a great week. Love you guys. Take care.